Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group with our partner, Veterans Legislative Voice, January is Cervical Cancer Awareness and National Blood Donor Month. Today is Saturday, January 14, 2023, and tomorrow is the actual birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day on January 15th. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have none other than Stephanie Collado with us. She's a veteran, served in the U.S. Army Reserve as a Sergeant First Class. Now she is known and respected as the founder and creator of the Veterans Legislative Voice. How are you doing? Doing great. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> it, was, it was exciting to have you here. Yeah. So, one, so you had a, there was an article you brought to us on military.com, and it says, and the title of the article is Meet the Mics, the New Man, Men in Charge of the Military and Veterans Oversight in the House. And we're talking about the House of Representatives. So a, a look at the photo of the of the main article, and I see a bunch of white guys, um, very, <laughs> yeah. very, very white guys, yeah. extremely white guys. These are white. These are very, oh. very white guys. Old <laughs> white men. <laughs> so the and I guess one of the the things that they're talking about is is wokeness. The GOP is very concerned about wokeness in the military. Yes, and there's a lot of things that they're worried about, uh, including the wokeness. Um, I mean, I'll say it. This past week has been a really interesting uh, insight. Uh, I will always say that C-SPAN is the original reality TV mm-hmm. out there. So it's been, a, it's been an interesting thing that's been going on. And when you refer to the wokeness for everybody else, um, that's actually in uh, regards to Representative Mike Rogers from Alabama. And there's a bit of drama that goes into that for those that have watched prior to the 15th uh, roll call vote for the Speaker of the House, Representative Rogers had uh, had a few words to say to Matt Gates, Representative uh, Matt Gates, who had been restrained from voting for McCarthy, which is the reason why they've gone so many votes. Gates, had, one of his stipulations to vote for McCarthy was for him to get chairman of the Armed Forces Committee, Armed Services Committee for the House. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to go to Representative Mike Rogers, which did end up happening after the 15th, uh, after all this progress that happened after the 15th rollout, roll call event. But that's just a little bit of added drama that that might be coming into play here when it comes to all of the different points of contention for the military and the Armed Services Committee. Um, You're going to have not only most likely conservatives versus liberals on different sides of opinion of how to run the military, you're going to run into how ultra-right conservatives and moderate conservatives are going to want to run this military. So that's an added thing of drama that we're going to see here in the next session. So isn't it normal, though, that a lot of times when in, uh, when people want to get or vote for something, they, there's, there's all this uh, kind of you know back alley kind of dealing where people are saying, if, I won't vote for this bill unless you do this for us, or I won't do this bill unless you point me over here. 
and not so much in a, in a, on a we're not talking about in a legal way. We're not talking about the Blagojevich, you know, give me a, I'm going to sell the you know, Obama sentency type thing. But we're talking right. about more so there's there's willing and dealing, trying to get, you know, things done for their constituents or hopefully for their constituents or the, to get something to get something that they want for something that they want to give. Is that is that common? It is, but not normally with speaker vote, okay. um, especially to the extremes that we've seen. Um, there were certain people, like in the past, when um, the uh, the left has taken control of the House, there were the squad, the ultra, uh, m- many people that had said that were the alt-left, and they had their own concessions and rules. But the thing is, is that they still voted for Pelosi, despite of what may have gone on behind the doors. So it's a different way of seeing how different parties react to others on when they do the deals. It also is a difference in leadership on how they run their parties. Now, correct so, me if I'm wrong, Bayer was the last Republican House um, uh, majority leader. Is that right? Oh, God, you're going to make me. Is that Boehner? I, Boehner, I, think, I think, was the last one. No, I thought it was Paul. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was uh, Paul Ryan, right. I cannot remember. I, I apologize. Right, right. I always remember politics. Paul and Paul Ryan or Ron Paul. Yeah. I always mix them all up. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Like I forgot about him because he he actually got out of politics once Trump got elected. Yeah, he, he he like resigned his post. Right, because he was the last one to bend the knee. Uh, many uh, Game of Thrones people out there, he was the last one to actually get bend the knee towards Trump. And so when he had to do that, that was basically not long after he announced his retirement. So it's not that surprising uh, of that happening. Um, other uh, right conservatives have done the same thing. Uh, Representative Kinsinger, Kinsinger, he was on the January 6th committee. And of course, he faced a lot of blowback for having to do that because it has to do with things that would put Trump in uh, very dangerous grounds. And he retired instead of trying to run like Representative Liz Cheney did. But Liz Cheney is trying to stay more into politics in different ways in order to at least try to save the right and their Republicans, I mean. But it's so, so weird, though, like looking at how she was treated, because, you know, she, yeah. if, if you go back, if, if, I mean, the, the political winds change with, you know, with with whatever, with the tide, I guess, whatever. But so they they she would have been considered, I guess, the the definition of poster child of the Republican conservative uh, movement or the Republican conservatism in general. She's I mean, she has all of the check boxes of what she would normally would come to know as the Republican Party. If you go back from particularly if you're looking at Re- uh, Reagan Republicans, Reagan style Republicans that came out of the, the early 80s and so on. But then all of a mm-hmm. sudden now with the Tea Party, I haven't heard much about the Tea Party lately, but the Tea Party came and, really? and it had upheaval. And then all of a sudden Trump gets elected and now all of a sudden she's on the outs. Right. Uh, well, the, OK, so a little bit of background. The Tea Party ran into the ground when they had a lot of questioning issues of their funding, their organization and how and who's really pulling the shots. So they kind of ran into a wall there that happened and they pulled the. We're just not going to talk about it. So then it kind of goes away thing. And so then instead, a lot of the Tea Party support had gone away and melted back into the regular Republican Party until Trump got uh, put in or at least uh, entered the theater. But let's get back. Let's get back to what the military and the wokeness and for the veterans on what may happen to them. So, yes. um, 
woke and anti-woke and all that stuff has been really hot topics that's been happening in the last two years. And even more so for the positive connotation of woke because it means, you know, people are recognizing minorities, trying to um, give more advantages to the disadvantaged, trying to make sure that things are more equal to them and honestly make people's lives a little bit easier. Um, And then anti-woke are the people that are, I guess, don't want to have that advantage to the disadvantage. They see some, some sort of negative connotation with those things, especially for the support of transgender troops in the military. Um, people that are anti-woke are against that. And well, so that's well, one of many things yeah, that so, the... Go ahead. No, it seems like when we talk about wokeness, everybody's got their own definition of wokeness. Like there's, like there's a, a million different definitions going around. Like to me, wokeness as a black man means based to me, it's just the same um, um, modern in, uh, uh, version of black consciousness, black power that it came out mm-hmm. of the 60s to the 70s. Um, you know, uh, so that, that so it's just really the same kind of concept. However, with wokeness, um, I think the, the, the more accurate in the hip hop world is like you mentioned, it's not just about, you know, people of color. It's also about transgender. It's about anybody who is disenfranchised mm-hmm. women. Women's rights are talking about, you know, um, um, everybody's rights, you know, from any kind of marginalized yeah. group. But but what is yeah. the GOP's definition of wokeness? Well, how do they perceive it? Well, one of the main ones is uh, is transgenders in the military. That one's been a big contention in the military um, since Obama had um, pretty much removed the ban. It was kind of an unspoken rule. Um, there were some troops that had transitioned prior to coming to the military, and then they made it into the military in their new gender and served. That's the most that I know of that when that went under the radar. Um, I was still serving um, as an Army Reservist and also a government civilian for the Army Reserve just before the ban got uh, lifted. And prior to that, which is really crazy, I'll give you guys a little insight. Uh, it was in Washington State, which, of course, is a very woke area, positive woke area in liberal uh, where I had lived and worked. And we got the task to pretty much identify who and how many were transgender troops in the military, or at least assigned into our organization. I looked to my fellow coworkers uh, that had received the task from hire, and we had agreed unanimously, almost without any conversation of we're not going to ask because to us, that's like a don't ask, don't tell. We're not going to force troops to out themselves. We're not going to put them in that position to do that. And we also don't know what the intention was to out them in that manner. So many people, uh, even outside of my organization, had elected to say, nope, nobody, we're good. About three months after that task had been sent up and received, uh, Obama actually had lifted the ban and allowed a lot of transgenders to now serve. Many had that had served in one gender, trans, uh, got out of the military, transitioned, and then came back in with a new gender. We had a big influx. Well, not big, but we had an influx of transgender troops that had came back into the Army Reserve that way, um, which is quite interesting because the Republicans in the GOP cite anti-woke policies or, pro- or woke policies that actually has been 
damaging the recruitment and retention numbers towards the military, despite the fact that the military currently has the, or at least the Army has the highest rate of suicides um, and a increase of sexual assault and harassment. It's been fun with the argument here. So this this is the thing. So a lot of people um, look at the what's going on with as far as um, the the movement with and this and, and to me this is not just a social a, a social issue, but it's also a technology um, um, yes. advancement because you know thirty forty years ago, I mean if a person wanted to change genders, it could be done, but not to the extent it's done today. You actually have people out there and I mean celebrities out there who are different genders, and you would never mm-hmm. know that that person was born a different gender. You know, there's a rapper, a rapper, which I think, I forget her, uh, the rapper's name, a star. I mean, I even know, remember the, the person's name, like Macy Star or something like that. Born, born, born for, for years, it was a hoax. People thought it was a hoax that this person was um, was born a, a male. Transition became, and at a young age, became a female. And now mm-hmm. has been and has been, been doing pranks, even pranks on, on like YouTube pranks or whatever, like getting guys, whatever like that, to like, you know, do stupid stuff to try to, Get their her number and things like that. There were straight men who have no idea that she was born a, born a male. Yeah, you know because well. the, te- the technology and the medicine and the advances we can do today is just, that's just, that's what's that's where we're at. Now we're talking about even being able to put babies and 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 men who are not you know who are born men born male, but implanting uh, 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 fetuses I guess in men so they can develop a, a, a baby inside their body, which that that, that technology goes back to the seventies, but it's being perfected now with all the stuff that we're doing today honestly i'm all for that because then maybe we will actually get paid maternity (laughs) leave as a you know mandatory requirement in this country which you know what we're one of the few first world countries that do not have that Mm -hmm. everybody come on and also equal pay maybe we'll finally get that instituted and sick leave okay i'll I'll get off my soapbox for that portion for the military side I completely agree. The other part of it with the technology today is that we have so many technology devices and things that's attached to a person mm-hmm. that has to do with your gender. Yes. Um, when we had to do the in-processing for the transgender troops to be coming back in, we would recall their profiles and their records from the systems, and it will come up as male. They walk in as a female. Wearing beautiful sundress, beautiful long hair. We love it. We let them do a runway walk and everything. But we still have to do the processing to do that. And it's it's everywhere. It's from the government travel records that you have to do. It's, of course, the personnel. It has to do with the weapons call. It has to be part of the PT tests, admin, training records, everything. There's so many things I ingrained with, well, with a gender profile now. While before, back in the 70s, you didn't have that as well. You only had maybe three things that needed to change the gender. For the military, plus everything else that's going on today, there's so much stuff on top of that that will add gender on there. And it's really complicated a lot of times to get that. Uh, from the Xfinity Studios at WVON, oh, it's the Black Star Project on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Stick with us once. There we go. Then we're back online. You still there? Okay, we're good. There we are. We're good. Yes, I'm still. I'm still here. So yeah, that must must be the GOP trying to block us or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. 
But anyways, but um, but I think but 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 to but to the point though, I mean, because my one of the things, and I'm and not, I'm all about rights and things like that, but and, and I'm and I'm kind of I won't say fluid, but I look at what works when it comes to the military. The military has to be a functioning um, institution that works to do its job, and it has a very even though we try to stretch the military thin and do a lot of different things around the world. We're the policemen of the world. Sometimes, sometimes we're nation builders. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're just invaders. Sometimes we're just doing our job, real job, which is was to defend the country. But for a person who's who's transitioned, and I don't know much about the the regimens that they have to go through and things like that. I know there's hormones and things like they have to take and so on. I w- couldn't imagine. I know it's, I know it'd be hard. And I mean, I would imagine I've heard women talk about the struggles they go through being on a battlefield or being on being just being deployed out in the field as a woman, particularly when it comes to cycles and things like that, how hard would it be for a person who's transgender to serve in a capacity? Um, and then looking at all the stuff that women go through, all the sexual harassment, the military sexual trauma, the women experience and things like that, even, and even some men, but more so to an extent women, what types of what type of environments are, are transgender people going to be exposed to in the military? And I know people have already done this and already served, and I would love to hear their, their stories and hear their voices. But that's one of the things I'm concerned about. And then does that compromise, which is a point that a lot of GOP make, is would that compromise a mission? You know, if someone has, you know, is, is going through um, harassment and things along those lines. And, yes, we shouldn't, we shouldn't punish the person who is trying to serve. But then, again, is being in service, is that a, is that a right or is that a privilege to be, to be in a uniform? It's a lot of good questions. And, honestly, not many of us would have the answers. Um, and then to me, I try to be as open and honest and at least uh, tolerant to all, because everybody's got their own truths, their own perspectives, and their own lies to be adding to all of that. It's, it is really complicated. When I used to be doing some statistics studying on the uh, military sexual trauma that was happening, I actually had tried, I actually separated between the genders of the uh, likelihood or basically the people that were reporting sexual assaults compared to the prevalence of sexual assaults separated that by gender and one of the years for men it was 0.9 percent of the men that were sexually assaulted that year actually reported their sexual assault Mm -hmm. and it's really scary i can only imagine if it was a transgender transgender people even before they even go in the military have a higher likelihood of harassment uh, violence, uh, physical, emotional, mental uh, abuse, and so many different types of issues that can also be on top of that just because of their identity of tra- uh, transgender, especially if they don't pass. So it is pretty right. scary. And honestly, to me, it's the only way that we can be fair and equal is we accept all. Pluralism is the only way that we can really be uh, as best as we can. Um on to that, I really do want to talk about uh, the veteran side for the Veterans uh, Committee that's been going on because of the uh, final interim rule. I've talked about it before. The VA has allowed um, abortions for veterans and their families for when the for when the um, it's needed for the health and welfare of the veteran, rape or incest. This was a big point of contention for multiple Republicans on the other side, especially Re- Representative Mike Boast, who was, who's now the chairman of the Veterans Affairs Committee. So this is something that we really do need to watch. And one of the things that I really want to point out to everyone 
is that he likes representative both likes to refer to the law that that was passed and said that the va secretary dennis mcdonough had broke the law by adding this interim final law because he changed something that was supposed to be by of the people i'm going to tell you guys this first the law that was passed that representative both speaks about it speaks to the women veterans in their health care it says what can be received pap smears breast exams monograms general reproductive health care but it also says they cannot provide infertility services which they actually have been doing and no one's been complaining about abortions and pregnancy care but that's when mike boast stops there he does not end where there's supposed to be a period he ends at the comma after the comma it's except for such care relating to a pregnancy that is complicated or in which risks of a complication increased by a service-connected condition so this law is technically within the va uh totally va secretary's realm of responsibility but we'll point that out to you because they're going to be fighting this for the next two years and likely we're going to see hearings and investigations because now the gop and the republicans have the subpoena power for investigations they can actually go to the va secretary and say we need this document if you do not abide we'll hold you in contempt mm. wow. so it's yeah i'm sorry i had to get all of that out there so you guys no, no, know no. because that, this I mean, is really important right that's a, that's a lot to think about because i mean i don't know it ties into the original idea about inclusivity and also about all the different struggles that people, that different groups are going through, particularly um, on top of everything, and then to me, wokeness is not even really. Um, I mean, it's, it's a term, but I don't, I can't. And, and to be honest with you, because like I said, we've this is not like a new concept in history and pop culture. We've been dealing with mm-hmm. this like in many different iterations and so on. Is this a, this iteration of it in this particular generation? And there'll be others coming after us, you know, in the future generations. It's more about just. It's not just about people of color. It's about everybody. Yeah. And my question is, are white men included in that? I say yes, because white men can also be also be gay. True. They can be bi. They can be all sorts of others. <laughs> they can be pansexual. They can be open relationships and poly. All of those things don't fit the normal white cis male uh, attitude that a lot of people recognize. So to me, that fits to the wokeness of what everybody's going into. I wish I could go back and speak to my linguistics professor because of how the term woke has changed in the past two years. Mm -hmm. That would be an amazing study to see how the positive and negative connotations has changed throughout political, social, economical ways. Uh, Veterans are also normally, uh, those that have used the VA in the healthcare they are the uh, most vulnerable socioeconomical de- demographic. They're more likely to be single parents with multiple children. So many things and many of their benefits that they can lose can be very, to make them even more vulnerable. Another thing that needs to be pointed out. Staff, staff, we, we are so out of time. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 to, go, no, to be continued, darling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why you yeah. are veterans legislative voice, because you Thank bring you. us what we need to know. Yes. Thank you, and happy birthday to your dad. 
Thank you. Yes. Happy 70th birthday to my father. Yay! Thank you guys so much. Love you and talk to you next time. Yes, you will. Stephanie Collado, Veterans Letters to the Voice. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.